Welcome to episode 76 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Big show as always with British records tumbling in Birmingham and the National Cross Country near Chester to report on. The bigger news, though, is when we come to discuss the training weeks in a second. I think all three of us have ran seven days. I can't remember the last time that happened, so pretty excited about that. Um, Mainly the fact that I've run seven days. So before all of that, in a week which saw Tommy Fury overcome YouTube influencer Jake Paul in the boxing ring by a split decision, let me welcome to the show our very own wannabe social media influencer, who despite saying the other week that he would never create a video on TikTok, he's been busy producing content at a rate not seen since Wakey Wines had their account shut down. How's things going, Josh Love? <laughs> I, was, uh, I was expecting that to come very back to Shane. <laughs> no, do you know what? I, I said, and actually, Jake Smith, to be fair, was the first person to call me out on this about two minutes after I posted my first one. But it's actually quite fun. Just put, take a video of your week, or get a, a, a video of you running, uh, and then upload it. Any thoughts on Wakey Wine's TikTok account? I don't know what that is. So I was going to laugh it off. They're the. They're the um... The account who sell that those bottles of prime drink for about oh, fifteen hundred quid. That prime thing is ridiculous. It is. I'm surprised you've not been buying it. <laughs> not yet. Right. Let's welcome our co-host this evening, our very own two fifty nine man, who like Tommy Fury loves to deliver knockout punches to influencers of any sort. How's things going up in Lincoln Chain? Yeah. Good. Thank you. Uh... No knockout punches to influencers this week. I'll wait till Josh is big enough and we'll knock him out, shall we? Yeah, I think that's probably our best bet. <laughs> shall we go to some training weeks? We'll go straight into them. Um, shall we do yours, Aaron, as soon as you run? Well, you've caught me off guard now. Oh, well. With I mean... me saying that I had everything ready and I haven't got my own training open, so give me a second. I didn't think that I'd be first up. Well, you've done some running, so yeah, it's fucking change. Why is it so hard to get your own training week on Strava? So, listeners, strap yourselves in. Seven days of running from me this week, so this could go on for a while. So Monday kicked it off, kicked off the Shane Robinson program. As I said, I got a little notification on my watch: run sixty minutes, and that's what I did. I ran with Philippa and Ruth. Just did a a few, I think we went on the trails actually. Um, so we did 7.6 miles at 7.46s. All good, feeling ready for the week. Now, Shane had given me no doubles. So what did I do on the first day? I doubled. I'd been in the office and I had to drop the car back home. Well, I had to drop off the car, sorry, at Burley where Jenny was working. And it's a few miles jog back from there. So I added a tiny bit on to make it four miles, uh, 28 minutes all uphill pretty much. But it's nice. Around at five o'clock, sunset. Nice. These, you know, now the light's staying a bit longer at night. Get a bit more time for running in. That was good. So that was Monday. What's that? Nearly 12 miles Monday. 
big. So Tuesday afternoon, James Gelsfort came over and we, again, intended on doing 45 minutes, but my loop was slightly long. So I ended up doing 54 minutes at 7.39s. But easy. Do you know what, Aaron? Good I've, I've got a very, very big uh, deja vu moment there. You with a loop that's longer than you said it's going to be. Yeah. I suppose if I had done this at Josh at six minute mile in, that would be bang on 45 minutes, wouldn't it? That's exactly. true, yeah. And I'm going to get it in there now. Have I been replaced? Oh, you've been replaced a long time ago. <laughs> no, you see, you see me coming around your house after, after work. Yeah, but we wouldn't have got out at 4.35 because you'd have spent an hour texting and getting changed yeah, and various things. Uh, Wednesday, I did my first session and I went on the treadmill to try and control this. Now, Shane had put in the plan 12K of 1K on, 1K off, switching between about 3.30 and 4.30, which obviously I stretched a little bit. I thought... I thought I'd try and work to heart rate, to be honest, because I, I do think the treadmill was a bit soft. And I did actually say to Shane, I'll try and work up to about 162-ish heart rate on the on the hard ones. And so I did 4K warm-up. I actually did 13K of 1K on, 1K off, only because cause the K-offs are quite slow. I was like, I can't finish on a K-off and then go into a cool-down at the same pace. So... I had enough one in there for you, Shane. So we did 13. I think I averaged about, well, I started at 325 for the hard Ks and finished at about 320 and was about 405 consistently for the offs. And I put my heart rate, or I sent my heart rate over to Shane. What's that? First rep, I averaged 150. Second rep, 152. And it was only the last couple of reps, I think I averaged about 158. So I think I pretty much did what I was meant to do uh, and it felt good no problems um, as I say I think the treadmill is a bit generous but there you go so that's Wednesday Thursday went out on my own again at about half past four it's quite as I said earlier it's, I'm finding that time of day quite nice to run at the moment because you're sort of running at sort of sunset and it's um, I did I kind of, well, I didn't out and back by the looks of it. I did eight and a half miles at 7.03 pace. And my comment on this is too hard because I think the heart rate average was like 1.42, which is a little bit too hard. And I, I did feel like I was pushing it too much. I was actually listening to the inside running boys talk about the world champs because they were there. And did it inspire you and make you feel like it, you were winning? It did, but it actually opened my eyes to how bad the conditions were for some of the junior races, which you didn't see on the coverage. There was a lot of people, you know, hitting the deck like a day. It looked quite, sounded quite dangerous. But, but yeah, I did also listen listen to Ellie Pashley talk about her her run, which was pretty inspiring. Anyway, um, that was too hard. Shane agreed. So Friday, I just had. 45 minutes but i spent all day friday sneezing and it turns out i got a message from there we go who who's told me well his message to me today which is monday said 
you've not got a cold, it's just hay fever. So there must be the start of hay fever. Seems very early for it, but maybe that's what I had on Friday because as I said to Shane, I didn't feel like I had a cold. It just kept sneezing. Anyway, I felt it just sort of makes you feel quite groggy and that is kind of that hay fevery. So I did 45 minutes on the treadmill to try and control the heart rate and I did not control the heart rate. <laughs> so I kind of ran at like 7, 10 pace for most of it. And my heart rate just kept creeping up and creeping up. And I was when I was warming up and down on the treadmill the other day at the same sort of pace, my heart rate was like 10 beats lower. So I was still pretty tired, I think, from the, the session. Did five by 20 second strides, which on the treadmill is not a lot of fun. Um, so Saturday morning, I was meant to do my long run, but I had a trip to London to watch QPR. My little brother got us tickets and he works there. So I just did 45 minutes before we left, 7, 10 miling pace for six for 10K, basically. That felt much better. So Sunday, I had my long run to do. And I kind of knew everybody had done their long run on Saturday and there was no one to run with. And I was kind of already in the mindset at like nine o'clock that it was going to be a lot of procrastination. But I did, I, I text James and luckily he was about to go out the door for his, I'd given him 16 miles at 90% of marathon pace, which is about 6.40, 45s. So I thought, well, I'll just join him for that. And that's what we did. So I did two easy, 16 miles at 6.40, 45-ish with him. I think it averaged about 6.40. So we did 18 miles at 6.46s for two hours. Shane gave me 145 to two, so I took it to the extreme again. Um, <laughs> but respect that. 18 miles, 6.46 pace. My average heart rate was 142. Same as both my easy runs in the week where I'd only run like six, seven miles. So. And slower. Um, yeah. And sl and they were slower. You'll be pleased to know, Jane, James had another two mile cool down. And I said, I'm going to call it a day here because if I go back and say I've run 20 miles, I'll just get questioned. Whereas I can probably sneak, get away with saying I've done two hours. Like, well, I was, I was just looking at this, and when I saw nearly 18 miles, I'm like, ooh, ooh. But then I saw that I've just cross-checked with what I actually set you, and yeah. fair enough, it was only one minute over. I know, I know. It was it was slight, but it did feel pretty pretty chilled. We just had a, It was just nice to run with somebody. I think if I had done an hour 45 on my own at seven-minute mile, it would probably been harder. I, I must admit as well, as much as we're laying to Josh for going quick, it those long runs like really slow are horrible like yeah. they are quite hard <laughs> yeah um, so and that yeah that middle pace middle ground that that sort of for you that's what that's top end of recovery pace isn't it really if you were to do a to do a threshold test yeah and we did it almost well, it's all pretty pretty much dead flat and there's quite so normally the way we started would normally be with the wind. So when I planned this like route in my head, 
I was like, this is going to be horrible on the way back. But the wind was actually the opposite way around. So we got a lot of the harder miles in the first half. And then on the way back, we actually got rolling. So I think the pace was actually, from memory, we probably started off closer to 6.50s and we got rolling towards 6.35ish for the second half. So pretty progressive. And I mean, the main thing is, obviously recording Monday and I ran today and felt great. So it, you know, stark contrast to the other week. So, so yeah, a week of 70, was it 70 miles exactly? 70 miles exactly, couldn't Strava. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I mean, I did sort of plan in my head when I, I saw that I was on 52, that if I did close to 18, that I would be able to hit 70. Um, so yeah, solid week and no problem. As I said, I think the session on Wednesday was pretty controlled, but even though it felt kind of easy at the time and almost too easy, and if I'd have ran the times that you'd give me on paper, I would have felt that's far too easy. My legs did feel it Thursday, Friday, so it is relative to what I need right now. So, yeah. Um, well done, Aaron. I'm I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm now on. It. Doesn't happen think, very often. I think today I'm now on twelve consecutive days of running. Shane's giving me a rest day on Wednesday. I think. Let's let's see if he takes it. I might do a Josh Lunn <laughs> twenty-five minutes and get seven miles done. Um, but yeah, that's my week. All good, good all man. Morning. No no illnesses, and. As I say, Saturday afternoon, went to the football and realised how old I am. As mm. I just told you two boys before air, that it's it's remarkable looking at these footballers now. They're just a bunch of kids and it just makes you feel really old. So, yeah. And I I did enjoy my my younger brother, who is head of operations at QPR, is like, I suppose he's kind of important there, but to me, he's a melt. So I did enjoy when he stood by the pitch, just calling him a fun sponge and things like that, just in front of all his crew, just belittling <laughs> him a little bit to make him feel like, yeah, me and my old brother just there giving him grief. So any QPR fans that listen, if you see a guy walking around in a suit like he owns the place, just give him some grief for me. And and also disclaimer, he's much, 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 much taller than Aaron is. Yeah. And a bit more rotund. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, who wants to go up next? Josh. Josh out in Spain. Go, go for it. <clears throat> um my week's pretty boring, actually. So I'm going to summarise it in two runs, effectively. I, I did a session on Thursday and a long run Sunday. Everything else is... Well, we'll not breeze over it, but there's not that much else that happened, really. So I've come off the back of uh, doing that 20-miler with Stu um, and felt all right. Didn't feel too bad. It's been quite windy here a week. And I don't want to say it's cold. It's not cold. But there was a few runs where I've been wearing a long sleeve. Um, what it's sort probably of, like... Yeah, say that again? What sort of temperature are we talking? 
it's like 15 degrees. It'd be, it'd be stupid to say it's cold, but sometimes with the wind, it is a little bit chilly. So like in the morning, for example, we, we didn't run until 25 to 10 Monday morning. Nice, uh, productive morning. So <clears throat> Stu, Holly and I went out um, and we actually bumped into Kev Seward and his wife. Um, so that was 6.7 miles, meant to be six miles. And I was getting anxiety. The fact we were over six because I am very much now six stop walk. And the fact it was a loop was stressing me out. So yeah, 6.7 miles, 6.32 uh, average. Felt all right. Just, yeah, standard. We got uh, a little bit rolling at the end. Um, Holly said she needed to get fit. So there's only one way, only one way to see that. So fast, easy runs. So we got down to like 6.10, 6.15. Then in the evening, um, so in the morning, Stu showed us this loop and half of it's on a really nice trail. So I just did mountain back on that trail. And um, yeah, kind of similar pace, 6.36s. And I stopped three miles, turned around and stopped at six. Made me feel much better. Um, that was one of two doubles for the week. Then Tuesday, um, so what I've been doing work-wise here, some days I'll start at like eight my time. Sometimes I'll start, uh, sorry, uh, eight UK time. Sometimes I'll start nine UK time, depending on what run I'm doing. So this uh, this day, I think I started a little bit later, had a bit of a lay-in. I just had 16 miles in the evening. And I was coming off the back of... Um, that sort of bit of a niggle in my foot. And I actually had some physio uh, lunchtime on Thursday. And it was quite weird, actually. I, I had this thing I've never had before called radiotherapy. And I actually thought that was a cancer treatment. Well, I, might, I mean, it might be, but this woman, that's, it might have also been a bit of a breakdown in, uh, she didn't speak great English. So language barrier. Oh, but an ultrasound. No, it wasn't. I said it's ultrasound. She said, no, it's radiotherapy. So basically, there was like a metal plate she put on my quad, and then she had like a metal wand in her other hand, and she rubbed it up and down my Achilles for fucking ages, to be honest. And honestly, I got off, and I felt amazing. Basically, just I think she effectively said, "You get like the the electrical currents go through your muscles or whatever, and it doesn't sort of your skin doesn't block it out." Um, so it just heats up the inside of your leg and it stays quite warm for quite a while. So I guess basically it just warmed everything up. Um, and then she did a few other weird like electrical things. Like, I don't know. She put uh, I bet, needles. I bet, I bet she did, mate. Where did that rod go? <laughs> That's actually what Rob, Rob said to me. <laughs> she put, um, you know, uh, dry needling. So she had these dry needles, which then like pulsated. So she put them in, basically she just said my um, perineal was really, really tight and the outside of my calf uh, at the top was really, really tight as well. So she put that in there and then just like made them pulsate or whatever, spasm. It went absolutely mental. Um, she did where, say... Where did you find this physio? Stu recommended. She was, oh, do you know what? It, it worked a treat. It in really, really place. helped. I think I've got infrared radiation therapy. Is it therapy. wasn't infrared? I don't think. Well, that's the only kind of radiation. Uh, maybe the radiotherapy is, yeah. stuff is is you're right for kind of cancer treatment by the looks of it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so, but this is 
used to manage acute or chronic pain in patients, various wavelengths of light are focused to the parts of the body that have injuries. Yeah, sounds about right. My Achilles pretty much. Anyway. Um, she actually she actually said the worst bit of my Achilles, so it was inflamed, the sort of the, the mid portion, which I mean it's probably been inflamed for about a year to be honest. Um and that inflammation kind of went away after she treated that. She said the only thing that she was a little bit uh she didn't like when I left was the insertion point in the bottom of my Achilles into my foot. Um and that's probably what, what's been a little bit sore, but I mean it's not bad, it's pretty manageable. I and I said to her, Could I run? She said I'd probably do something easy which i didn't really listen to her so i did 16 miles in the evening at six minute mile and and we got a little bit lost but um not too bad so and it, i did stop a couple of times to stretch my foot out and i think as well it's very dependent on what shoes i'm wearing so invincibles is fine with the pegasus it is a little bit niggly so i haven't really worn them that much anyway i managed to probably spend 10 minutes on tuesday so yeah in summary, 16 miles, 600 miles. Job are, done. Are the Pegasus all that? Well, are they good? I just find them such a... Like, I like them, but I... Yeah, but that's what I want. For an easy for an easy run, I don't want anything glamorous. I feel there's better stuff out there from other brands, but because it's Pegasus... Oh, um, well, there's no point. Yeah, there's no point for trying them. It's all right. Like you said, yeah, it's not... <laughs> And if you can get them on the cheap, like we did, then why not? Yeah. But I think, yeah, there's definitely better easy running shoes out there. Yeah. Well, if anyone wants to send me some for free, I'll try them. <laughs> if not, I'll stick to the tags. Um, so Wednesday, this was my second and last double of the week. So in the morning, I went out and did six miles easy. Sorry, six miles recovery. I was 6.32s. And then in the evening, eight miles. So just did four out, four back of 5.59s. Um, I did that in Invincibles. Terrible shoe to run that pace. Absolutely terrible. It's horrible. <clears throat> so Thursday, I had a session. And I was a little bit nervous about this because I, to be honest, I hadn't got much confidence in the shape I've been in because since Valencia, I felt a little bit flat. And I don't know. I just didn't think I was that fit. Um, so the session was 22 K's worth of in and outs. Um, and the target pace was on the ins, uh, 309 to 311s and on the outs, 321 to 323. There will be a reason for that pace. I don't know what the reason is, but Rob was quite specific on it. So I'm sure there is. I would imagine it's some sort of, uh, second per mile from what he wants me to run marathon pace, I guess. So I did three-mile warm-up, uh, and I went down to the canal, so I couldn't really complain. It was, like, the best loop I could do. It was a little bit breezy going out, but it wasn't, like, bad at all. It's certainly worse the, the tail end of the week. Um, so, yeah, three miles uh, warm-up, six eighteens, And I actually got the last mile, and it was, like, sub-sixes, which I feel so much better for doing. So, and then I went... Was it? Go on. So you did three-mile warm-up. Yeah. And then had... 24 minutes before you start the session so you get all this feel-good benefit from going fast in your warm-up but then you stop mm. for 25 minutes yeah i needed to go to the toilet i did some drills uh it's like a two-minute walk to the car to be fair 
I'm going to tell Rob. I know Rob's not keen on this faffing. So no, do you know what he did put warm up, warm down. That was the difference this time. Yeah, but he didn't put spend twenty five minutes between your warm up <laughs> doing nothing. I was motivating myself. <laughs> so on the on the session, I'll rip through the laps. <clears throat> um, so I'll do the ons first. So sorry, no, I'll do the offs first because I I started with the off, finished with the fast one. So 317, 17, 20, 19, 18, 19, 18, 19, 18, 17, 19. And then on the ons, this is probably the one that's more interesting. So it went 308, 308, 310, 308, 308, 36, 308, 308, 35, 35, 258. So on average, I went 306 and 318s. I was pretty pleased with that, especially how I felt at the finish. So the first three sort of sets were kind of light headwind especially the third one and then you kind of turn like 90 degrees right um, and that was pretty still to be honest or well, it's probably a little bit of crosswind so i knew the last three were going to be a little bit quicker talk to um, us through this last rep uh to be honest uh, the last few were a little bit quicker what i fa- kind of found was if I, I was kind of accelerated into the rep probably two or three seconds before it started. And then I was pretty much trying to run off feel. And I'd look at my watch probably a minute in. What, what and it was... Sorry, what feel? Just quickly. Um, like a decent effort. I don't know. I wouldn't sort of say a specific pace. Like a decent effort, but I'm not running too hard. Okay. But um, so I would look at my watch and a lot of the time it would probably be like just inside five minute miling. And I'd be like, okay, well, that's probably a little bit quick. I can back off a little bit. Um, And then when I only had sort of three, four left, I was like, well, I don't feel like... Because the reason I I backed off in the first few was I don't want to get to the point where I actually slow. Because I don't think that's the aim of the session, really. And then when I had sort of three sets left, four sets left, and that pace felt pretty... I wouldn't say comfortable because I'm working. But if you said to me, drop 10 seconds off this, I could probably do it. Um... So when it was like oh, 458, 459 pace, I was like, well, I feel okay at this. I'm just going to carry on. I just didn't want to push it like like silly amount. And to be fair, that last rep is there is a little bit of a downhill. Um, and I came off that probably quite quick. And then on the recoveries, I, I, do you know what? I felt that felt pretty comfortable, especially the last few. So again, I would sort of finish the rep and you kind of just keep going. You back off a little bit, but I look at my watch and I'm like 5.15 pace and I'm like, okay, well, that's definitely too quick. Um, so back it off a bit. But yeah, I, I was pretty pleased with that. So my question my question for you is, why don't you just run the whole marathon like this? I know, I should, shouldn't I? Because <laughs> I, I, I worked out, I just split 67.55. You're quicker, that's right, you're quicker than the straight out marathon pace tempo you did last week. Almost. And, do you know what? Sound I felt like infinitely better. better, infinitely better. Well, do you think if I can, like Shane, you commented on this in the week when we were talking. If I can close in that, and I'm doing me wrong, I'm working pretty hard to in two fifty eight at the end, but that's not that far off my five k pace. It's certainly my ten k pace. Well, you get so, it is five k pace, isn't it? It's not far off. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> like two seconds. Yeah, genuinely. Um, you've, been, you've been doing um, k reps, and you've not really been hitting them that quick some of them have been exactly yeah and that's what i mean i didn't feel great going into it 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I certainly had a big confidence boost off the back of that. So that was good. Um, yeah, so that was Thursday. And then I did three mile warm down. And this was probably the, the funniest part of it, actually, because the last few reps, I was like, well, my legs are definitely tired now. Like, it wasn't the pace, it was just pure fatigue. So my warm down, my last mile, and genuinely, I wasn't paying any attention. I went 6.32, 6.16, 5.59. And genuinely, I, was, I just felt like I was chilling. So it's just getting in the habit of or my body seems to be in the routine of just running at that pace. Um, so then that was Thursday. So Friday, I just had eight miles recovery and I felt pretty good on this. I ran it quite, quite late and I just wanted to run on the trail um, not far from where I'm staying. The downside is it's very dark and I ran at seven o'clock at night. So going out, it was just about visible coming back however not so much so i ended up running sort of six minute mile in and i couldn't see the floor for the probably the last four miles why didn't you go in the light um i didn't go in the morning because i wanted to lay in yeah. i didn't run at lunchtime because i was working and i was like i was busy doing something and then i just postponed it and postponed it and i actually i think i finished work and i was like i really want to power so I went another 20 minute nap <laughs> so yeah one thing led to another and it was dark but yeah that was 8 miles 6 tens and I, mean, I thought I might come off Thursday sorry, sorry. When, we come, when we come to the next day um, and Sunday it will also become apparent I've never known somebody to be on a training camp and just run at such random times <laughs> Yeah, Sunday will definitely definitely take that off. But yeah, I, my legs actually felt pr like really, and I, I know everyone takes a piss, but I genuinely feel my legs felt really, really good. And at that pace, I felt really comfortable. Um, so six ten average, the first sort of two miles were like six forty, six twenty, six eighteen. So um, yeah, I mean probably a little bit quicker than I needed to run, but felt fine. Then Saturday, uh, just had twelve miles easy. I didn't realize how much of a backwind I had for the first few miles of this. So, yeah, going back to what Aaron said, I ran at 2.45. 2 um, and Stuart told me about this this 10-mile loop. So I thought, oh, I'll check it out. It'll be pretty nice. It's mostly off trails. So the first, I think I looked at my watch at five miles in. And my my average, it was probably six miles in looking at the pace. Average pace, 5.50s. I thought, oh, it's a bit, it's a bit quick. And there's a lovely little trail by the second lake. And I got to, just looking now, seven miles. And I turned this corner and the headwind I turned into, oh my God. To then add a massive hill. So it's 112 feet of elevation. But you know when you run on trails and you've got those big rocks? And it's like, it's not great footing. So you try to dodge the rocks. So it was basically all of that in one go. And I was like, this is really not what I wanted. You still ran a and then also ran what sorry six eighteen up it. Oh yeah, but it was like a lot lot slower than what I'd been running. So the three miles before were like five forty five, um, and then I ended up going downhill. I thought, oh, finally I've gone on the road. I ended up in a hospital car park, which was one way. So I had to run all the way back out of that, um, and then on some dodgy, shitty trail. So that wasn't fantastic. The first seven miles were great. The last four less so. 
Um, so that was 12 miles. Average pace was 553. Um, didn't, I didn't feel, I felt pretty good the first half. Didn't feel as good the second half, but I think a lot of that was because it was headwind. And then Sunday, probably worst timing I could have run. I wanted to see the results from um, Wokingham Half and uh, what else did I want to see? Something else. I can't remember what it was. Um, and then I was sort of procrastinating. I was like, I, I was waiting for Stu to see if he could bike with me. And the answer was no. Why? So I why drove up. Why were you waiting for the results of Wokingham Half? Because Dan Hamilton uh, was running. I wanted to see where he ran. Oh, fair. What did he run? DNF. <laughs> he he he's pulled his hamstring about three miles in. <laughs> is this your is not, this your guy who's been running hard with you? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. He's not been running hard enough. He needs to. I'll, I'll say no more. Let's carry on. <laughs> um, so it got to about twelve o'clock. I was like, right, well, I'm going to have to go and do this, and I've got no drinks, and I, I was a little bit nervous because, like, I don't. I had twenty four miles, and I didn't really want to sort of hit the wall. So I thought, what would be a really sensible thing to do? Drive out to a river, do an out and back, and don't take my phone in the middle of the day. So that's exactly what I did, pretty much. Because it was a compromise between my car key and my phone. So I took... The only sensible thing I probably did do is I didn't go 12 out. I went 10 out. And I thought, I can get to 20 without any fuel. And then I could do four miles around the car. And that's pretty much what I did. The first 10 miles, I looked in the weather uh, earlier today. It was 20 mile an hour headwind the whole way. It was horrendous. And I got to the turn. I think I'd average 602s. And I thought, well, coming back is going to be lovely. And it absolutely was. So I, uh, because I didn't have any drinks, I had gel, so a couple of gels. So I had one at six, one at 12, one at 18. And actually, they went down pretty well. And I think the difference was, because it was quite warm, they sort of, I wouldn't say melted, but the uh, texture of them was a lot thinner. So that was much, much nicer to sort of take on. I did actually manage to get lost on this out and back. If you look on the map, you're I've like just, this. Well, I've, so, I've just been on your map and it says 23 degrees on on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, it probably felt like it. If I mean, if you look at the picture of how salty I was, I can, pretty, I can probably imagine. It's pretty big effort in in that those conditions. Yeah, so the, like I say, the first 10 miles was pretty unpleasant. Uh, then I turned, first mile, I took like two or three seconds off the average. I thought, well, I can run reasonably easy back to 20 now, and this should feel quite nice. And that's pretty much what I did. I got to about 18. I was like, oh, I feel, I don't feel great. I feel a little bit like more, not not necessarily tired, more sort of, I'm kind of, I feel like a little bit low on energy. And that kind of just got worse and worse. And I got to about 21, 22. And then I sort of got that classic hip flexor fatigue. And then I, I said, I mean, I said to you, Aaron, I pretty much felt like I hit the wall. I genuinely felt like I did. But my pace was kind of didn't really slow much, um, which I guess is is quite a good thing. But I felt like my cadence dropped so, so much in the last few miles. Um, so that was a real struggle. And in the, the funny thing, actually, and this was kind of unintentional, but... I didn't take any headphones with me. So that was literally solo, no headphones, 24 miles on my own. Sounds dreadful. Grind. So, yeah. Out of back. How, how did you recover from it? Well, so firstly, it was 24 miles, 553. Yeah. Uh, 
how did I recover? The first thing, all I wanted, I drove past a McDonald's about 200 metres from where I parked. I just wanted a Coke. That's all I wanted. So I went and got a McDonald's large Coke uh, and a strawberry sundae. Then I drove back and uh, what did I have? To be honest, I was struggling to eat, so not much. I had a, I had six chicken nuggets. I bought to the, the McDonald's here and another strawberry sundae. I probably had about seven strawberry sundaes last week. And then in the evening, I did have a pizza, to be fair. Um, but that's about it. So probably not great. Or just a couple of slices like normal? Uh, probably three quarters. Pathetic. Right. Um, so what'd you hit? So that, that was my week. Uh, 106.5. Big old week, and I forgot, only have two doubles. I forgot, as you told me just before we came on air, that you've got Lisbon half. Is it Lisbon? Rome, Rome half, Rome, Rome half this weekend. Yeah. Um. So Rob did say to me, he was like, because I said to him, I was like, I felt a bit fucked the last few miles. He was like, this, he, he sort of said the pace was still decent though, so you'd probably be quite tired on Sunday. So that's fine. Like, I'm not really bothered to be honest. I said to him like. The aim is London, so if I run a shit half in the build-up, I actually don't really care if it meant that I run a good marathon. Obviously, I would like to go and run sort of 63 minutes, but what Matt Lana to me when I was in Flagstaff is if you run a good half in a marathon build-up, you'll probably run a shit marathon. I'm very conscious of that, so I don't... I kind of want to run a good half, but I also don't. So you're going to go run hard to see what happens, basically? Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I want to want to try and. I mean, realistically, I would like love to try and run faster than I've run before. But I think I'd be disappointed if I didn't break sixty five minutes. To be honest, because I feel like I'm actually off that session I did the other day. I feel like I'm probably in pretty decent shape. It's just how tired I'm going to come off the back of last week. Yeah. All that said, you just said you're going to be disappointed if you don't break sixty five. How many times have you broken 65 in your life? Uh, three times, I think. So, twice, I made twice. I ran 65 flat twice. I think you've broken it once. Are you not? No, I broke it in Houston as well. Oh, Houston. So, so twice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't think you should be yeah, disappointed if you don't break 65. I think even if you run like 65 mid, it's still a solid five. Yeah, solid. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, solid, I'd say. But I'd still probably be disappointed with solid. Yeah, I think you just got to, yeah, make well, sure. You just need to, need to pick, pick a goal. You've, you've said you're not bothered if you don't run a fast half. And then in the same sentence, you said you're going to be bothered if you don't run a fast half. Yeah, that's what it's kind of saying, yeah. <laughs> no, I think in the whole scheme of it, like I see the bigger picture, but that doesn't mean that I don't want to do it, if you know what I yeah. mean. I think I guess if if you, your legs are tired, you've done a lot of running these <clears throat> last couple of well months now. Um, with yeah, no real ease down for it. You might have a bit of an easier week this week, uh, just so you're not actually starting really tired. But I guess if you just go and run hard, if if your legs are shot and it's not fast, then yeah, okay, you'll be disappointed. But obviously, bigger goal, London. If you do yeah, run exactly. fast, um, if you do run fast, then Bonus. Confidence builder. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Sweet. Yeah. That's probably, yeah. probably the longest I've ever taken in my week, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> after, 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 
let's move yeah. on to you, Shano, before we spend well, another hour talking about Josh Quick. <laughs> Luckily, that's pretty boring, so shouldn't take too long. Did back on it though after having a rest day on the on the Sunday, which was actually uh, my birthday. So I thought I better start doing some running this year. Happy twenty first. Yeah, it was in fact, fun fact, my twelfth twenty first birthday. So I, uh, for the week, I did yeah just shy of eighty two miles, just under ten hours of running, and I, I'll be honest, actually. All week I felt shit and I felt really tired. And I still am now. Um, so you know, in my notes, I've wondered whether it's just the fact of sort of taking a step down and then a step back up. Whilst I didn't really get too drunk the weekend before, it was still a weekend of activities and poor sleep, etc. So it might be all of that. Or my other theory is I've wonder if I've actually hit some of my sessions a bit too hard, um, a bit too uh, maybe a bit beyond my capacity of what I should perhaps have been targeting. So getting into it, Monday, typical 75-minute uh, run, 7.27 pace. So Tuesday we did a session because we wanted to use the track. So the session was going to be two mile or eight laps at sort of 10k effort to threshold in and around that, just see how you feel. Then we had a mile, but the mile was a wave mile so just to keep up with theme Aaron did some k on k off josh did some k on k off uh we did a mile where we did 400 at threshold 400 fast um and we basically did that twice so two mile one mile two mile one mile uh well that was a session you know and yeah the miles were waves it, it it makes them it makes running really hard when you pop in that sort of fast work without stopping so I did what, 9... uh, what pace did you do? So I did 941 on the two miles. So that was probably closer to 10k effort. Um I actually felt really good for the first like five laps. Went through five laps, I think about six flat, six oh one. And I was just chasing down uh Tom because them boys had got a bit uh they started a bit quicker than I did. Tell me what you told me. You were really angry. I was a, I was a bit angry because they went off fast and then they were surging. Um, and then Matt jumped in, decided to do his normal trick. He sat behind Tom and on his lap just kicked away from him and then stopped because he was finishing his run. <laughs> so uh, I can so imagine him doing it as well. <laughs> <laughs> well I'll I was, I was, I was, I was, I was angry. I was, I was a bit, I wasn't really angry. I was just a bit like, fuck's sake. But anyway, I was, I'd been dropped straight away after 50 meters. So I was able to watch this unfold from a bit further back. But no, I actually eased into the rep. I started on 73s and I started running 71s. I felt really good. And I got to, to five laps. And then I think Matt had finished his rep there, so he'd stopped. And I just caught, tried to catch Tom back up. And then we dropped like a really slow lap, but it felt really fast. So all of a sudden dropped back to like a 74, 75, and it felt fast. And then my back, my lower back really started to stiffen up. So I didn't really enjoy that rep and... It probably was a lap too far, if I'm honest. Um, but never mind. We had a 400-meter jog and went into the mile. I did actually feel a bit better doing the running faster. So the first mile was about 4.46, and we started on the slow laps. So we did 75, 68, 75, 67. It was hard, though. So the second two mile, I was, I was like, I, I just... 
honestly, I was just really soft as well. I think I've got a bit of a mental block to running hard. This is a downside to doing everything at 7.30 pace. Um, I, I couldn't... That, sorry, that mile. So yeah. what's that? 4.45 mile-ish, yeah. It's pretty decent. Think, which is pretty decent. I mean, they're, they're meant to be, it's meant to be hard, that. Um, yeah. And it's meant to instill quite a bit of fatigue. But yeah, I, I just I couldn't face trying to run like 72 to 73s after that. Um and my back had tightened, so I was a bit like, I don't know. And I, I was, I knew full well I was working harder than I should have been. So like, do you know what? I'll stop, and I'll do, I'll do my next two mile at five minute mile in. So I sort of locked on. I I took the first four laps. I think went through in about five oh one, five oh two, and then my back tightened again. So I think I stopped at six laps of that rep. I can't remember. Um, stretched out my back a little bit. And I thought, well, I'd rather join in for the last mile at the end because I felt I just felt a little bit better moving a bit quicker. So we did it a different way this time. We did the um, fast lap first. So we did, I think it was about 4.49. We did 69.78 and I cocked up that slow lap. I went through 200 in about 41 seconds. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, and then we did 67.75. Honestly... That's the hardest 75 second lap I think I've ever run in my life. I was hanging. Like I basically finished that penultimate 400, probably one second shy of it being as fast as I could actually manage. And then I had to just carry on and do a lap at five minute mile pace. Horrible, horrible. Yeah. It's, it's a really hard thing to do. It's really harsh stimulus. And it's, it's more I'd like to do a bit more of. And it's just, a, again, I've run for a long time. It's just a... A, a sort of a, a component I've not really done a huge amount of work on. So um, it's also a bit enjoyable. But yeah, I finished that session. I was done. I was absolutely ruined. Um, and yeah. And and also, also just thinking it, it reminded me a bit of how I actually felt for Battersea the week before. And I did just think, I was just looking back, I was like, maybe my hard sessions, maybe I've just like forced them a little bit. So the good news for me is my next race will be Rafford 10K, which is this weekend. Obviously, we're recording on Monday. And, I mean, I've, I won't do anything hard, so I, I might not even do that much running. I just need to focus on sort of feeling good. And if I adapt to the work I've done, I might feel better come race day. So we'll see. Anyway, that's Tuesday. We're not going at a fast rate tonight, are we? <laughs> so <laughs> uh, Wednesday morning, I had a run with a client, did a monofartlek. He ran really well. If anyone wants to play the clock game, I think we're about an hour into recording. So have a look at the time on your your <laughs> podcast recording now. If it's like 43 minutes, then we've good done some good editing. Good editing. Yeah. Um, I am going to whiz through the rest of my week because it's not really much. But yeah, morning run with a client. Uh, so for me, that was uh, just under 40 minutes, at 8.27 pace. Uh, ran with the lads in the evening, just over 10 miles at 7.29 pace. Thursday, ran on my own from work at lunch. Uh, I found some new trails, so I was quite happy about that. And I actually felt a lot better. Um, sunshine, found a new woodland so I can play around in. Uh, so that was 76 minutes at 7.05 pace. And Friday, we just did a 30-minute easy, 10 by 30-second hills, 30 minutes easy. And, uh, yeah, I felt all right on them, actually. But they weren't that fast and not that taxing. Um, 
put an old pair of Adios on. So nice to feel the ground again. Um, Saturday morning, I was uh, timekeeping at Parkrun and I had a lot to do Saturday and I was knackered. So I met Ron immediately after that and just uh, just did an hour easy, 7.21 pace. Sunday, easy long. I did a bit of a pickup. So this week, I finally bought a new strap on, a heart rate monitor. And uh, so it's nice to see some accurate readings again. Um, so I did a little, we did a little bit of a pickup in the long run. Um, felt pretty good before it. Did the pickup. Did three mile at sixteen thirty one, and um, yeah, I felt horrible after that. <laughs> so yeah, that was an hour, just under an hour forty five, average six forty four. So all in all, a decent week. I'm just, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit concerned of how tired I felt now for probably about. 10 to 14 days and I'm sleeping fine um I'm getting enough sleep I feel like I'm sleeping well everything else is recovered my just body's just quite tired and it's starting to feel similar to probably 2019 when I felt like I burnt out so I might just have to be a little bit careful these next few weeks and I've got a couple of races lined up as well so I think I'll just maybe just reassess my perform my performance goal going into Trafford. Just focus on similar to what you're doing this week, Josh. Actually, just focus on running hard, and the result is what the result is. So, just quick, are, we, are you talking? Are you talking about getting to Sunday or? Sunday? <laughs> well, no, I'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> just I'm running hard all week. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I I won't be running hard this week. No. Uh, so, but yeah, we'll see how we go. After looking at the temperature on josh's run i happened to just glance at your sunday run and it says on your from your watch the temperature was 16 degrees so that was obviously a lie because i know it wasn't so i went on to mine and mine gives me the strava temperature and it says strava temperature three degrees my garmin gave me a temperature of 17 degrees so i'm now doubting the accuracy of of <laughs> The radio I, I didn't realize. I didn't realize these watches gave you temperature. But it's just you know that little graph on Strava where it gives you your pace, gap, heart rate, etc. Cadence. Yeah. It's just down there, and I never noticed it till I saw it on Josh's run. But I was looking at your heart rate. Um, so you averaged one three four for your long run, but weirdly, your heart rate dropped out like four times. I know you might have probably stopped for a week, so that's probably it. But oh, might have been. I'll have to, I've not actually checked that graph yet. Um, anyway, um, I, have, I have had on since I, since I got this new uh, chest strap. I I have we were having this discussion. My heart rate readings have been even for easy runs like quite low. So I'm trying to work out if it's just the chest strap or the last time my heart rate massively dropped on easy runs and actually tempo runs. Um. That that was when I burnt out, and I can't remember the exact science, but it's something to do with like is it down regulation or something. You you can't get your heart rate up to the level it needs to get at to run at a certain threshold. But anyway, I don't think it's that yet. It, in all seriousness, Shane, do you think it is like based on what you just said there? Do you think it's because you you do run your easy runs quite easy, or do you not think that much? Do you think the, that's probably not the opposite? Do you mean the low heart rate? Yeah. It it could be, okay. yeah, because to be fair, this week as well, 
um, my average pace was like 7.15. And other than when I've been ill or was hung over and did my long run at like 7.40 pace, um, I, that's still quite a bit slower for my average week. So it could also be the fact that, yeah, like, the for example, the first time I wore my heart rate monitor was the 30 minutes before the hills, and that was 7.33 pace. So it, it could be that. So I'm just going to keep wearing it and see what happens. Well, mine, interestingly, has been accurate since I put a new battery in it. And then today, it sort of just cut out for like three miles and I was 80 beats per minute, which is pleasing. Anyway, <laughs> um, so that segues into Strava leaderboard, where average pace for the week is still... Mr. Isaac Allard, Josh, he's still got you. Uh, I know, he's done me. Kieran Lewis, oh, he's done one run. I won't count him then. Um, so, yeah, he's done you. Anyway, the distance-wise, Kieran Walker, 124 tops. Matt Blunden, 115. Gareth Cook, 114. So, big top three there, pushing Josh Lund outside the podium. Um. Yeah, I think we we're just 13 inside 100 this week. You told me earlier where the leading... Yeah, lead, lead woman was uh, Sally, I think. Yeah, yeah. Sally O'Gorman in 38th overall. So she was 82 and a half miles. I think we have to pull uh, out some, some other stats from, from this some weeks. Going to have to find a way of pulling out something more. I mean, there's, there's not that many stats on the leaderboard. No. Well, Mark Horseman, I'll give him a shout out. He did forty-five miles last week. Did Mark? No, his what his watch is wrong. I've oh. checked this one before. Yeah, give up. Like... Get some good data, people. Right? Did you see though? I got one hundred six miles sub six minute mile. Then I don't look at you. Right. <laughs> Let <laughs> Let's see if we've got this new feature ready. Shane. Shane's got a new segment coming up. So things people say on Strava and what they're actually saying is the segment. And it yeah. comes from, I think both me and Shane separately saw this video from somebody on Instagram midweek where she reads out a load of kind of topic titles from Strava and then explains what they really mean by them. So, for example, running easy with, like I said, running easy with Ruth and Philippa actually means don't worry. My I know my run is really slow, but it's only slow because I was running with other people who made me slow. There you go. There you go. I so do Shane, this a lot. Yeah, I know. I think we all do. So Shane's got some got one this week. So so I had I've had a bit of a scroll uh, whilst I was munching on my fish pie, and uh, I, I found one, and it's a uh, it's a typical run. So it's it's an easy run with one at 10k pace what this translates to is i have meticulously researched a mile segment out for weeks and tonight i finally got it good <laughs> i'm looking forward to this segment over the future weeks and yeah. as you said josh i think we're all guilty of it in some ways so but there are. Is, there's some absolute crackers out there and shane sent me some that we can use it in future weeks. So 
We'll get there. I, I can remember one just off the top of my head. I, I did a few weeks ago with Maddie, and I didn't even put easy run. I put very easy run <laughs> with Maddie. Yeah. I know. That's, that's definitely please please don't judge me <laughs> yeah and as I said last week the amount of um, I see of at marathon pace when it's not a marathon pace they've ever achieved or don't go on to achieve just tell just put marathon effort people Scott Cousins this week I think put marathon effort and I was delighted with him and what did he go and do win a half marathon so well on Scott. Right. Um, list of questions. First one comes in from another Scott, Scott Kalman. Says, in a race, if you have a hill or hills, what's the best way to approach them? Head on, generally. <laughs> Head on. That that's a, that's a good question, I think, actually. Oh man. Because wait, wait, back when you're younger and you did cross country, you just got a bit as fast as you could and because the race is so erratic but actually if you're if you want to do a half marathon or a marathon that that's a it's a fine balance between increasing the effort quite a bit to get up a hill and save pace and actually popping later on in the race i think um, it's also very dependent on your running your ability to run hills yeah so my i'm I've got such a really well. I've got a very short stride, so I'm actually very good at going up hills, and for much less effort than some other people who I used to race around me. But going down, because my stride is so short, I have to really push it to stay with them. So, yeah, just try and I think what Shane said earlier on is to try and conserve, try and run them at a similar type of effort up and down. Um, really work to effort rather than try to maintain a pace. I think it's quite individual because for me personally, exactly what you just said, Aaron, I'm completely opposite and I can relate back to, I know when I ran the Grain North Run, Derek and Nigel dropped me six or seven times up every hill pretty much and I caught them back up down the hills and I, I kind of learned that I can catch them up so I wouldn't panic too much about pushing the hill too hard myself because I knew I can run a little bit harder down and and that works for me so but yeah I think an individual approach but yeah don't put yourself in a hole going up yeah I think you're right if you've got the confidence that you can get back on it then just run your own race I suppose it depends on whether you are running your own race to run a kind of time or you're racing it because if I'm racing it like in a cross country and I notice somebody around me is terrible going up the hill. I'll push yeah. it up the hill to break them and then try and get that gap. But yeah, anyway, we'll answer this other quick, quick question from Richard Matson. He said, are super shoes worth the investment for somebody breaking 40 minutes for 10K? Anyone want to answer that one? I think that's very dependent on how much disposable money, income you have. Because yes, they will make a difference. But so we're going for another run, probably. So, yeah, I think I I think sometimes some people almost want to pay to win and see it as an easier way to train rather than training. If you wanted to get them, if you want to break forty minutes, sorry, 
the, the best way to do it is sort of get yourself into a, a really good shape. If you want every single one percent, then yes, get absolutely get them. I mean, probably four percent. I think that's what they're called. Um, but good. I think there's other there's better ways to do it than just buying a pair of shoes. Yeah, I'll I'll probably second that. But I think if you're, yeah, forty minutes doesn't matter. Um, I think if you have a performance target, performance goal, and you want to work towards that. Uh, yeah, uh, the fact is equipment and specifically these shoes are now a part of that. It's, they're becoming the equivalent of having, you know, good wheels on a road bike. Doesn't, yeah, I don't think exactly. it really matters if you're how how elite you are. Those shoes are faster than non-carbon shoes. Well, Shane, Shane sent me another study this week that they did on a group of top runners, including Mo Farah and others and the Vaporfly I think it was or it might have just been super shoes in general improved was it critical running speed by 3.7% on average uh 3.31% I've just got it and I know that's not directly it doesn't directly correlate with a time um because it's critical speed and obviously you might fatigue more off that speed, if that makes sense. So it's not directly, it's not a 3.3% improvement in time, but you're going to be quicker. Yeah, well, it's it's the whole impact. The I think the good thing about that study was they were looking at the impact of an actual um, sort of physiological like thing that has a determinant of performance. And so, Josh will be pleased there was one non-responder in there like you, Josh. <laughs> you know what, Josh? Exactly. Um, sure. I, won't, I won't name names, but I had somebody come up to me the other week and he he actually thought you were a non-responder. <laughs> I, no, I, 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 I don't him. think I could... Yeah, I don't think I could respond better. I feel like Oscar Pistorius with uh, a <laughs> flies on. Right. Let's go to better watch your back. Let's go to the news. So let's go to some news where super shoes make no difference. Although, based on looking at the conditions, maybe you could have stuck a pair on. National Cross Country at Bowlesworth Castle near che- or in Chester was on Saturday. And it was quite a closely contested women's race at the front end. And it was Belgrave Sarah Aston who took her first ever national cross country title to win by a five-second margin from two-time winner Gemma Steele, who's made a, a good return to fitness this year um, and end of last year. And in third place behind her was, I think, Neve Bridson Hubbard from Blackheath and Bromley in 29.43. So only, what, 15 seconds between the top three in that race. Team title went to Charmwood. Old Shop second and Hallamshire Harriers third. And then in the men's men's race, South of England cross-country winner James Kingston took the win. And he he alongside Jack Gray built quite quite a decent gap on the rest of the field. Um, Jack ended up finishing in, in second, so his highest ever national finish. And in third was is David Stone here. So do you know anything about David Stone? No, I didn't. The first I'd heard of him. So I know he went to Shaftesbury, that's that's all I know. Which he's an under 
under 23. He's run, uh, to be fair, he's run 14.20 in Tel Aviv. Not too bad. But still. That, that's probably a big run from him, by the way. It's, it's a massive He run. came 20th at Bucks last year, 9th this year. Well, that's a huge run then, isn't it? Because, you know, the likes of Sessman was behind, you know, uh, Johnny Davies, Sessman, you know, decent decent pedigree behind him. He, he came, to be fair, he came second last year as a junior to Will Barnacote, um and beat Matt Stonia. So, he, yeah, I mean, he's clearly good um, on the cross. But yeah. it looks like he's bot- bot- bottom age as well, which is impressive. I think Leeds took the team title. Cambridge got second, Tombridge third. So, good day for Leeds. Didn't have anyone get an individual medal, but obviously packed very nicely. Look at this, fourth, seventh, twelfth, and then Sessman's 18th. So, yeah, decent packing from those boys. Uh, in Scotland, it was also the the national champs. Men's race was won by Logan Rees, who was just ahead of Jamie Crow and Hamish Hickey. And then the women's, Scout Atkin, who's known for a marathon running, took the title ahead of Alice Goodall and Steph Pennycook. That's cross-country. That's pretty much it for the season. Inter-counties in a couple of weeks, but with no... Well, world cross-country has already been. I don't imagine it will be crazily competitive. I'd imagine it'll be people who want to get prize money for the cross challenge. Right. Let's go to, we'll go to the roads first. Round a couple of quick results. Leicestershire half, Ben Connor took the win in 64.57, running it as a session by the looks of it. So he's building up to London nicely. His partner, not not his wife, is it? Girlfriend, uh, Lee Partridge. Yeah. <laughs> In seventy four thirty four, um, I think she won by eight minutes, so not not a bad result there. Then Wokingham, as Josh was interested in, the as mentioned Scott Cousins took the win in sixty five ten. So very good run from Scott. He told me earlier Scott, was, Scott is in shape, isn't he? He was a little bit disappointed to not go under sixty five, but can't complain for PB. And then. In second was Matt Sharp in 65-43. Good to see Matt back. And Tom Austin third. Women's was won by Lauren Reed in 74-11 from Tess McCormick in 74-53. That's it for the road. So let's just cover some quick indoors. The big news here was Neil Gawley improved on the British record. Josh Kerr's 1500 last year was the record. He ran 3.32.48, so building up nicely for those Euro indoors, which I know Shane said were in doubt, but I've not heard anything this week, so potentially still on. We also had a British record in the 800 metres. Uh, Keel Hodgkinson improved her own British record by another two hundredths of a second with a 157.18. And yeah, she's looking good ahead of the outdoor season and yeah I'm sure she's got one eye on on Paris is it next year Olympics next year 2024 yeah wow yeah probably got one eye on she's doing indoors as well Europeans elsewhere 
there was a world record attempt in the 3,000 metres and Sergei, good after Sergei, just missed it by 0.9 seconds. She ran 8.16.69. It's a bit gutting, isn't That's it? That's disgusting, isn't it? That is so quick. Are you, That would be one of those ones where you you wouldn't really know, would you, until the official result. Got, yeah. yeah. The classic, you're standing around outside Wofford waiting for them to put the times up. Yeah. You're hoping it, hoping it's not hand-timed. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> right, boys. I think that's that's it from, from results. Uh, races coming up next week. Josh, you're going to Rome. When in I am Rome, indeed. What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, so I'm going on Thursday. So I, I don't know if it's a bit risky to get a haircut there. But I need one really bad. So I think I might. I'm going to risk it. What's the weather like in Rome at this time of year? Oh, mate, I don't know. I'm not so prepared. I only booked my flights two That's or three okay. days ago. That's looking good. Nine, nine degrees at nine o'clock. What's the wind? Day. What's the wind like? That's one three thing. Three mile I'm per hour, according to Google. So, yeah, as usual, Josh Lund goes to a race. It's always good. So, <laughs> and it's one. Business. It's one way. <laughs> If you find, yeah, it's probably following him as well. If you if you see what race Josh is doing, book into it because it will get good conditions. If you see a race that me and Shane are doing, do not book into it. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a good thing. A good turn. But you said you yeah. had a week planned before that. Um, yeah, I got I've got a progression run tomorrow, and then a lot of sort of just easy running. Um, yeah, be interesting to see what what I run on Sunday. I I could run sixty three thirty. I could run seventy three thirty. I don't. I genuinely don't know. No, I should. Uh, I mean, I split six. Like I said, I split sixty seven fifty five or whatever on last week. So it would be catastrophic if I ran slower than that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not one hundred percent sure what shape I'm in. Really, you're not going to run slower than than that. I can tell you that for free. Um, <laughs> yeah the, the one thing I'm pretty good at and I learn and I think Shane alluded to this as well if I go pop generally I can default back to 520s worst comes to worst yeah maybe quick, maybe quicker now maybe your defaults moved up yeah maybe maybe so yeah that'd be interesting um, but I'm going to be bored, bored out of my brains because I'm there Friday I'm not working I'm there Saturday I'm not working have you got the official race hotel? Uh, I've actually, because I've been so unorganised, the Irish lad, uh, Fergal, was meant to be doing it, and he's got a bit of a niggle, and he's given me his hotel room in the Hilton. Nice. So, well, yeah, you're it's not... A, you're in a nice European city, you can go have a little roam around. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, yeah, I might I might take a little wander on Friday. I've got a run to do, so do that. Go and do some exploring. That took That's me about it, really. far too long to <laughs> understand what your joke was there, Shane. Sorry. Shane, other than coming up with terrible dad jokes, you got anything planned this week? So I've got Trafford 10k. Or... Trafford six miler because I think they've changed the start and finish. So no doubt they're going to cock that up. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, just getting ready for that, I, I guess, really. What are you doing, Aaron? Yeah, who knows? Um, <laughs> do you know what? I saw a, a very good Instagram video earlier of um, it was somebody saying when my wife sends me like the schedule, like and I look in my ca- my calendar, I've got like what she's doing or what we're meant to be doing with Eliza or whatever. Basically, this guy coming came in from his wife on his email outlook and he printed it out it comes straight out of the printer straight into the shredder that's what i feel like <laughs> i do with anything that's given to me mentally i think i don't listen to, don't take it in and just forget about it straight away so um i'm just looking in my diary now not not a great deal jenny's away till wednesday night so i've got eliza to sort of kind of look after for a few days no i'm on the shane robinson plan this week so i've got some four minute reps tomorrow i've got some in and out k's friday and i've got a long run sunday so i i put out on instagram earlier what do people want to hear more from or less from from the pod surprisingly all the stuff was positive like honestly feel free to give us some negative feedback i really don't mind um but somebody wanted to to know a bit more about the plan that shane had given me so i sent him a screenshot of shane's comments to how i should run my k reps (laughs) basically the k's the k hard was don't be a and no the k's easy were don't be a and then the k's hard were definitely don't be a I'll leave the rest to your imagination. So that is Shane's philosophy summed up. Um, good, good I, respond, right there. I, I respond quite nicely to that motivation. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, I think we're sort of coming up to the bulk of marathon training season. What's London? London's going to be seven weeks out this weekend. Manchester six weeks out. Brighton four weeks out and some others so yeah gearing people up for the marathon now it's getting getting towards squeaky bum time right boys that's it i'll speak to you two again next week have a good one yeah have a good week guys I'm an outlaw